Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Yesterday while watching the Masters, I was trying to decide, as a fan, if I was there, would I want to hunker down in one seat at one hall and mm. just watch everybody play through? Or would I want to pick a player, a Tiger probably, or somebody I was a fan of, and follow them around? Well, I'll say this. One, to get tickets to even see around at the Masters mm. is quite an endeavor or is expense. It? Is it? Right. Um, and, you know, you're, you're getting a lottery. You're basically, you have to get your name into a lottery to win tickets to one round. But there's right. so many people there. You'd think it would be pretty easy to get your hands on one. Well, if you've got the the, the deep enough wallet yeah. to do it, then yes. So, uh, you know, it depends on if you're going for just one day or if you're going for multiple days, mm. right? And what round you're in. Like, obviously, if you're in the final round, you, you might want to see some of the action at one spot. But at the end of the round, you're going to want to make your way to the 18th hole to mm-hmm. see the end of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, I've been to, you know, I've never been to the Masters, but I've been to a you know, PGA tournament. And, you know, the, you there are spots you want to kind of hunker down and just watch and watch mm-hmm. a few players go through and see how they play the same same hole or how they hit that same shot. Um, whether it's, you know, the tee shot on one or uh, the approach shot on whatever hole it may be. At the Masters, one of the biggest spots is behind the 12th tee box. You're in the middle of Amen Corner, mm-hmm. um, and from that vantage point, you get that 12th, which is a par 3. You can also see the green at 11, so watch people putting there and tee shots on 13, too. So you get a few different holes with mm-hmm. one vantage point, and that's why you'll see massive crowds. And it's a big hill, too, so it's kind of an amphitheater-type setting uh, behind the tee at 12. Well, what, uh, if you could uh, choose, uh, is that where you would sit, or is there a hole you would... Uh you would like to hunker down at? I mean, I would probably sit there for a little bit. There's there's grandstands uh, on off the other side of the water on the 16th. Mm. And you, you might remember that green as the one where Tiger made that incredible chip where the ball just hung on the top yep. of the hole for a second uh, years ago. It, that green would be an interesting one uh, to be at, and you're right in the kind of the heart of the movement. Uh, as as players get set for the final, uh, I I think I would probably hunker down around eighteen and see people coming off yeah. and, and and want to set up early so you can be there for the final moment. Um, but who knows? I just love it. you want to walk the grounds too. That's the mm. thing, you know. If, if you rush from to get that seat around eighteen or twelve t, mm. you're going first thing in the morning right to there. Yeah, so you're not really seeing much of the rest of the course. What does it cost? What, like, so you put your name in on a lottery, and they pull pull a ticket, and then yep. let you know, okay, yeah, you, you, you got to your expenses. Yeah, yeah. I don't what know does what the ticket the, cost? I don't know what the price hmm. of the ticket is uh, initially. I'd, um, but when you go to the aftermarket resale market, you're up into the thousands. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Although, if you can afford that, then I guess once you get there, it's uh, it's easy living because uh, you were explaining to me off the air how the pricing for food and beer is really doesn't cheap. change. It doesn't change throughout the years. Mass, uh, Augusta keeps their pri- food pricing. Um, you know, like it's, it, you might as well be watching Jack Nicholas in the eighties. It's, mm. it's a buck fifty for a sandwich. Wow! Right? Like their, their famous pimento cheese sandwich in a, at, a, at Augusta is a dollar fifty. A beer is five bucks. You know, it's opening day at the Dome, yeah. and it's nineteen fifty for a beer. Now, yeah, and they got all new craft <laughs> beers there as bunch, well. Right, yeah, yeah. like fourteen new craft beers or something like that, or yeah. be available uh, on on the lower deck. 
where you can go in and, and enjoy, I guess. And and some are tailor-made to the Blue Jays. But buy, you got four people with you, buy a round. It's, you know, 80 bucks. <laughs> Plus tip. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, although at Augusta. And that's a tall boy, by the way, too. It's not right. even a massive fight. At, uh, at Augusta, things are cheap that way. But to, to use the Johnny on the spot is $12. Yeah. <laughs> I was I thinking that yesterday too. There's so many people there. They just must have banks and banks of porta potties hidden away somewhere. Uh, yeah, and they, I think they hide that from the uh, the actual uh, scene of the. Yeah, you don't see that on camera. TV much. scenes, right? They, no, when they're setting the scene of Augusta, <laughs> the hospitality tents. Yeah, uh, even the merchandise tent. You don't see much. Know, a massive facility. See the effort too. It took. Uh, there was that one shot when Tiger was uh, beside the green, but he had it had swooned off to the left, I believe, or whatever. And they had all these people around him, and just the clearing out of everybody, pushing everybody back, so yeah. they could get the shot onto the green. And by the way, I think that shirt of his yesterday looked very uncomfortable. I'd hate that collar. He likes the mock neck. Yeah. I, you know, I like a V-neck. Like, I really hate anything around my collar. So right. I can only imagine that that would seem to me to be really yeah. uncomfortable. And I'm sure that shirt will be reasonably priced. <laughs> if you want to buy one after the Masters. Saturday night, you might be watching yourself some hockey, Ottawa and the Rangers. And you might hear a voice and you might say, hey, I recognize that. And why it's a... Uh, it's lucky back with the NHL. Uh huh. Very nice. Now, have you started making demands with Rogers? You're four or five games in. Have you started asking for a driver and a dressing room and your own style? My makeup artist. Yes, you need that. Does this work? So, what's the deal here? So, you get called in, I guess, if somebody's sick or off or whatever the case, or you've tripped somebody or pushed them down a flight of stairs. Yes. And and uh, this will carry on, I guess, until possibly someone moves along and there's an opening, and hopefully you can uh, go up the ranks, but. I was just reading, I guess the Rogers deal with the NHL is only till 2025, is that? 2025, 26, yeah. yeah. through that season. And then it could go, and you work for Rogers on this, right? I am, yeah. You're employed by freelance with Rogers. Rogers, yeah. So you know my goal and dream in life is just to squash all your dreams. Yes, I'm so aware of that. 2025, 20, uh, 2025, 2026, come on, Bell! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk? I want, I want Bell to buy it up. Because you have no contacts. No, no, no. All right. Come well, we on, one. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully she's running everything by the time. Yeah. Anyhow, good on you, Pally. You're back at it once again, and they keep calling you back, so they must be happy with what you're doing. Yeah. Or they're out of other numbers. I don't know. Either, <laughs> either way, we were studying fiercely yesterday. Tough with the Masters on, too. At least, sure. at least with golf in the background. You know, I can kind of mute it and just kind of look back at the score every mm-hmm. now and then. But... Mm. How many people, now it's TV play-by-play, and then there's ra- radio? Is there radio play-by-play yeah, play as well? Ra- yeah, usually the whole, like their home uh, stations, okay, town, right. radios, affiliations. Oh, okay. Right? So how many guys uh, uh, are doing it for Rogers? How many people are employed doing TV play-by-play for the NHL? Uh, I don't know, under 10, I guess. Is it at that day, eh? Yeah, at, the, at the, the NHL level, yeah. There's a few that they bring in and out kind of thing, like me, I guess, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, full-time, maybe a handful. So who would you like to see gone? <laughs> Come on, no, you know what? Like Last night, uh, Harder Ryan Singh did the call for, for Toronto. Yeah. It was the first time he'd called a, a Toronto game, did a fantastic job of it. Uh, you know, and, and you know, what a historic night mm-hmm. to get that call, right. too. 
you know, good energy. It's 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 awesome. It's, it's Isn't how that do you the guy not you were in? just mocking off the air? <laughs> right. How do you how do you not get up for you know that amazing sure. you know a feat? You know, you get you get the call of Austin Matthews record breaking goal, franchise record breaking goal. It's great. And to pull Rick Vive out of a bar very late last night. Rick Vive actually said he uh, he was excited uh, for it yeah. and wanted to shake his hand uh, because uh, you know that's what happened to him when he broke the record. You know. Came on, he got a, a shake of the hand and said, congratulations. Wants to break his hand. <laughs> that might Stop be a, squeezing. Squeeze a little hard. Stop squeezing. And, 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 and he did set the record as well for the uh, most goals by a U.S.-born player. And, and right away I thought, hmm, that Brett Hull had 82, but Brett Hull was born in Belleville. Remember, he, was, mm, he had right. both Canadian and U.S. citizenship, but he decided to play for the U.S. internationally. Yeah, it had been 40 years, right, since Vive? Yeah, 81, 82. Speaking of anniversaries, uh, while watching the Masters, it was 25 years ago that Tiger won his first. He's only 21 years that's old. That's crazy. And listen, to go under par uh, for him, first round of the Masters, yeah. is a big statement. And and I said it yesterday, I felt bad for Joaquin Neiman in his third Masters who has to like get paired with Tiger mm-hmm. and have all those crowds around him. Shot three under, two off the lead. It's so a great moment. Did pretty well. And, yeah. Yeah, and then dunked it on nine, right? It was like 200 yards out or something, yeah. wasn't it? Was there that one that it went in? Yeah. I think that was that one. Yeah. No, it was very exciting. Back to the Masters and the iron lung and the couch once again today. Fella decides in uh, England, young guy in his, uh, in his 20s, decides that he uh, wants to get away from it all. He's had enough, needs a break. Decides he wants to go camping by himself. So he takes off last Saturday night. Goes and sets up in the middle of nowhere. Just doesn't want to be bothered. And about 10.30 that night, he starts hearing people talking. That's not good. The area was so secluded, he got paranoid and thought he was about to be murdered. No doubt. But it turned out he wasn't in any danger. Uh, he just ended up in the middle of an illegal rave that was being set up. <laughs> Over 50 people showed up. He says they were mostly either late teens or early 20s. But he says there were people of all ages. And there was no way he could sleep because they were blaring techno music. So he just went in and joined in. Said he loved it. And they loved the fact that he was there. They all drank and danced and partied until 7 in the morning. Are you out of your minds? And then everybody was gone by 7.30. And it was just him all again. Wow. I To this day, like the cottage camping anywhere, when, you're, when it's dead silent... Mm. <laughs> you hear like, you know, a crack in the branch, bird, you know, any animal with a footstep, like it, it is haunting. Can't imagine if you're, you know, alone, secluded, Ugh. just looking for quiet out in the space, and you hear something like that. I uh, I folded on a lot of things raising my kids, but the one thing I would not give into was camping. I agree, yes. Maria was, I mean, she wasn't always on about it, but she always thought it would have been a good idea had we taken the boys. And I know, especially my oldest, for the longest time, he didn't like the touch of feel of grass or sand on his bare feet. I said, how the hell? Are, I, first of all, we'll end up in a divorce. Right. If you think, <laughs> imagine if it starts raining and it's humid and hot in that tent and there's mosquitoes, the four of us are going to kill each other. Right. Not for a second will this be any fun. Yeah. <laughs> I said, one point, I said, we got a mortgage and two family cottages. Mm. <laughs> What are we doing rolling around in some tent? You want to go sleep on the ground? <laughs> no, I know. I mean, when I was a teenager, of course it was fun because you got to go away and drink and party and have a good time. Right. But as you age, oh, 
you want to go camping? Let's rent a hotel room and I'll open the window. Mm. We camped as a family when I was a kid. Yeah. Remember that? There was always thing we'd go with relatives. There'd be a big bunch. We'd go to a different... Manitoulin Island was a popular spot yeah. we'd go to at camp. We started out with tents and then went to a tent trailer. Mm. Rented an RV once, took, tr- took a trip in that. And yeah, I guess there are experiences. Yeah, I, I do want my kids to experience some things Just like that. Just not with you. Just, you know, <laughs> they can, when they can afford it. Yeah. This guy got involved in two things I have zero interest in, a rave and camping. Right. Well, and that's one of those two, uh, you know, uh, is a real sign of the times. When you go camping as a teenager, you know, a lot of it is because there's a girl who suggests mm-hmm. that or that's going on that camping trip as well. That, oh, yeah. You know, you think, oh, man, if there if there's a chance <laughs> that, that my tent won't be alone, uh-huh. me alone in it. Then I'm going camping. I'll sleep on whatever the hell's down there. <laughs> whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever gone to a rave? No. No. Can't say I have. I pulled an all-nighter. That was stupid. Yeah. When, when I was young, I remember, like, you'd have sleepovers, right? And you, you, yeah. That was the thing. You were so excited to stay up all night and see the sun come up. Yeah. Watch TV and yep. infomercials. Some guy in a boat talking to girls on a phone for <laughs> $4 a minute. Yeah. <laughs> or some guy who was really good at math selling some system. Remember, we'd sleep over at uh, at my parents' place uh, when we were kids, and of course, it was a pretty small house, so my buddies would sleep over, and I'd just have my dad screaming from the other bedroom because he was right next to mine. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> that was a fun night. Hey, let's go sleep at the Vens and have Mister Vens scream at us all night. That'll be perfect. Uh, if you're a parent, you know one of the big struggles is getting your kids to eat vegetables. Uh, certainly, in my house, we had one son who was great with it ate it all the other one who would put on an academy award-winning performance every night over dinner the drama <laughs> the tears the screaming the yelling and that was just me <laughs> oh he would put on the whole gagging routine and i can't you know he'd walk in the house he'd see the vegetables he'd already start to freak out and we'd try all sorts of different things we try to take uh, like cauliflower and turn it into mash and try to tell him it was mashed potatoes, but right away he'd figure it out. And a lot of parents go through it. It really is a tough time when kids are little and you're uh, trying to get them to eat well. It's just so tough. And so a lot of parents uh, have uh, gone into the bribing department when it comes to trying to get them to eat a veggie. Things like if you uh, if you just have some of that broccoli, you can have ice cream after dinner. Yes, right. Chocolate or well, other sweets. Or no dessert till you finish your vegetables, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Or just... Coat them in keys or ranch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Still, how I get my kids down. For me, my kids, uh, you know, full credit to them and really credit to Adrian. Yeah. They love vegetables. All right, you're but, lucky. You are blessed. Yeah, but they don't. They love them just as a snack mm. more than anything. Wow! Like they'll just take a cucumber or or, or bell pepper and and go to town. Uh, same peas, like uh, snow peas and snap peas. Broccoli, cauliflower, it's crazy. Huh. So so even now to this day, so if someone put out uh, a bowl of, uh, say, roasted broccoli with garlic, you wouldn't be able to choke that back? Oh, you'd, would, be, yeah. you'd be able to do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. can eat, uh, like, some of the veggie trays out. Right. I'll, I'll dip from it, but I dip. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like, yeah. If they put out just a plate of veggies, I'm like, well, where the hell's the dip? What, what, <laughs> what's wrong doing? with you? Yeah. We even, uh, we even offer extra video time or new toys. Right. I, I mean, I, I never knew what to do. I'll tell you, our, our son David sat many a night at that table 
whimpering in the dark as we had all gone downstairs <laughs> to watch TV. And, and But it used to drive me insane, and it would be a fight, Maria and I, because I think she would fold more than me on this, because I'd just get so mad. Right. I could not understand or appreciate how much he hated vegetables. And I would just, I, w- I would get furious because I'd be like, well, yeah, you're going you're gonna to tell him he doesn't have to eat them just to stop the screaming, and then you're going to let him finish up a big boat Full right. of cereal 10 minutes later. Well, and it becomes, it, it's not necessarily a, a game of, of taste buds. It's a game of mind play, mm. right? Like, it, hey, if I if I hold out long enough, mm. I'll get away. They'll let me get away with this, mm-hmm. right? And who can hold out longer becomes the, the, <laughs> the real game in it all. Yeah, and, and no parent, you know, you feel like, well, I, a kid can't go to bed hungry. I got to give them mm-hmm. something. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd leave the table. I'd go off and do it. I'd put out garbage and whatever I had to do. And I'd come back in, and there he would be sitting there eating a bowl of cereal, and I just want to take it and throw we've, it. We've had that, and that's really so frustrating, too. When you're scraping a half a plate of food into the garbage, yeah. right, and then tears come at bedtime that they're hungry, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so hungry. Oh, like, oh, gets oh me mad now hearing you. <laughs> takes me right back to that. Bill Burr has a great bit where he talks about his brother and how he was a picky eater, wouldn't want to finish dinner, and his dad would say, okay, that's fine. You'll have it for breakfast. Wow. And he'd get up in the morning, and Bill would be having, like, cereal and juice and everything, and his dad would plop the leftover steak and potato in front of him and said, eat it. That's brilliant. Well, the Will Smith story carries on. This is an official, but uh, some tabloids are saying that Will Smith has checked himself into a luxurious rehab clinic to get uh, to get help and probably more cynically to save his brand a source says the impact of the backlash has hit will hard so he will be getting help on dealing with stress this is they're saying the battle of his career and this is some high-end retreat used by the rich and famous and he will be doing a lot of soul searching and working out how he can move forward yeah i think everyone coming out of that event kind of said he's got some issues you know to, yep. to work through. Not going to get solved at the red table chats. Right. Seems to be where the problems all started. Um, and the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences is holding a meeting today to decide if they should discipline him. Here, They should probably treat him like a child. When you say, you keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. Or you get a timeout. That's it. Well, and, and he did um, resign from the Academy but there was some confusion as to what that actually meant. It right? doesn't mean much. It doesn't mean much. He will still keep his Oscar that he won for King Richard. Uh, he uh, will just not be allowed. Like There's like 10,000 members of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, and their job is to advance the technology and the future of motion pictures mm. in their decision-making, which is basically to help choose what movies are up for Oscars mm-hmm. and who wins the Oscars. They yeah. get, they're the ones who get the vote, right, as a member of the Academy. Uh, and that's why everyone thanks the members of the Academy when they get there. The Academy isn't like a, a board of ten like people. Union, yeah. No, it's 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 like a massive group of actors and people involved in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he won't get to vote on uh, who wins Oscars, but he could still win them himself uh, and uh, still attend other Oscar ceremonies if they don't discipline him further. Although I couldn't imagine for the next little while, although Hollywood has a short uh, memory, but even if he came out and did a movie next year and it was the greatest acting of all time, I c- couldn't imagine many people would be Put right. a check beside his name for but a while. The big while. question is, I mean, traditionally, the best actor comes back to hand out the best actress mm. award the following year. So that'll be the question for next year. Oh, he'll be there. 
He'll well, be there. Listen, For again, sure he'll be again there. the Oscars are an award show that have been you know, failing to, to score ratings outside of their red carpet yeah. for quite some time. So why wouldn't they have that billing? You know, not, yeah, they want to have them up there and nothing to happen, and but they want everyone tuning in to see what possibly could. Oh, yeah. Listen, I'd put money down on this. Sometime between now and next Oscars, him and Chris Rock will appear uh, with Oprah where they'll have a big hugging moment. There'll be something <laughs> like that at some point. And if it's not that, then the two of them will appear at the Oscars at some point because Will Smith will probably, his people will go out of their way to uh, talk to Chris Rock's people and say at some point, can we put it out there? Can we send a message that everybody's friends that we've hugged and made up? Right. For sure that's going to happen. If I was Chris Rock, I'd say, no, sit in it. (laughs) Sit in it. (laughs) But he won't. He seems like such a decent dude. I mean, even the way he handled that whole experience. It was good. And even to now, he hasn't said boo. Uh, so, you know, he really has come off uh, yeah. of this looking The looking only great. thing that they've reported him saying, apparently TMZ had said that, uh, yeah, that, he, that he, he said he had no clue when it came to Jada's uh, alopecia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was just ridiculous. Will Smith was just a complete a-hole. And, and uh, you know, full stop. Just just uh, a guy who has spent so much of his life from the time he uh, got into the music business has just spent his entire career never hearing the word no and has just marched through life doing whatever he pleased, however he pleased. Well, he probably heard no early on. So I'm saying when his, once his career got going, yeah. he never heard no again. I mean, nobody of, of an age does that unless you uh, have a lot of issues, and he obviously does, or is just so entitled. Uh, you know what? It's, it's two weeks ago. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> Had enough. Um, there's a show coming down the line that uh, will be something you probably won't want to watch just before you go to bed. It's an unscripted series called The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning. Oh, my goodness. There's no word when it'll debut. It's based on a book by the same name. And the show basically is a primer on how to organize your belongings before you die so you don't burden your family. Oh. Producers say it'll help people. Uh, organize and demystify whatever the hell that means, their lives, their homes, and their relationships so they can prepare for death while enjoying life. Okay. No thanks, I'll take Parks and Rec. (laughs) I'm good. Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.